Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Brizzy Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcia Novelli. If you'd like to be a part of my new solo album, please visit marcianovelli.com slash pledge. This week, we're joined by South Carolina-based singer-songwriter Noah Guthrie. Noah's cover of Sexy and I Know It went viral and led to features on NBC's Today Show, Jay Leno's Tonight Show, and Dancing with the Stars. He's also opened concerts for Ed Sheeran, Cobra Starship, and Selena Gomez, to name a few. And in 2013, he released his debut album, Among the Wildest Things. And in 2015, he landed a feature role in Glee, starring as Roderick. We're excited to hear about Noah's journey and the advice he'd offer to fellow musicians. So hi, Noah. Hi, how are you guys? Not too bad. We Not are too... doing well. Awesome. Yes, we are. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good it's yeah. uh, it's super hot here, though. So where are you? Just uh, still in South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we are just we my... are bringing Canada, the U- the UK, and America together here. Right. Yeah. Via we are together. Something new and called the internet. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm still Pretty figuring. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Actually, um, I want to just kind of just drop it in uh, here. I mean, it's actually Gabe oh, Dixon, hot. our past guest, who right. who has brought us all together. Because uh, no, I think you watched Gabe's interview and you mm-hmm. you tweeted to say that you enjoyed it, and then I checked out your music and I had a little bit of a cry while I was listening to it. So <laughs> it just not, called me at the right time. True. Your voice, He's being your serious. voice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't full on crying. No, he does. Just, he, yeah. he cries well, if you like say anything to him. If you say like a cat is cute, <laughs> he'll cry. So I mean. I'm, yeah, I'm an easy cry. I'm definitely an easy cry. Um, no, yeah, Gabe is, is fantastic. I, I was, you know, really happy to watch his interview and, and pretty much anything he does, I, I really like, you know, uh, either being a part of or, or just uh, watching and kind of seeing where he goes. Um, but yeah, he's he's fantastic. So, you know, huge thanks to him for, uh, you know, I guess, bridging this gap here. So Absolutely. Shout out to you, brother. Now let's get back to you and have you tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. All right. So I would say I'm pretty shy uh, when I, you know, first get to know people. I'm a pretty shy guy, kind of introverted. Um, I've grown up around music my whole life. Uh, It's always been a part of me. Um, You know, my dad was a singer. My stepmom was a singer. I was always in the studio um, growing up and, uh, you know, it was just kind of bound to happen. Um, and then I guess the other thing would just be, I'm kind of an old soul. Um, you know, I, I guess in an industry where everything is, is very much, um, pop, pop, pop all the time. Um, I still kind of linger more towards the older way of doing things, even though I love all types of music, I still, uh, am just very much like, love analog things i love you know the old sound of things and just always kind of have so 
yeah, I guess if I was just going to describe myself in a nutshell very quickly, um, I would say those things, yeah. Nice. It's interesting you say that because at the same time, you do take advantage, I think, of, you know, modern technology and Mm -hmm. the idea of using YouTube and and covering songs to get your name out there, which I think is smart. Um, Because uh, that's exactly what you've done. You started recording your own interpretations of songs on YouTube. Um, I'd love for you to tell us a little about your journey and what advice you'd offer to others who are interested in doing the same thing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head, yeah. So uh, I really like the old style of stuff, but I do. I use all the new technology to, you know, use them as tools and, and try to get my name out there. And it, it is such a different it's such a different thing now. <laughs> uh, you know, a few years ago, YouTube came on the spot and then you could get, you know, from your bedroom across the world in, you know, a minute. And uh, I don't know, it, it, it was something that I tried um, with a cover song that I just loved a lot. I, I did my own version of um, Where the Streets Have No Name by U2. And, uh, you know, they were just my favorite band at the time. I wasn't really thinking anything of it. Um, and then I posted it and it just, you know, it got some some attention that I just did not expect. Um, I think the Ellen DeGeneres show picked it up and like wanted to put it on their website. So they did. And then, you know, I, I just figured, well, you know, it worked with one and might as well do this anyway. And I ended up getting my first management out of it. Uh, and we just kind of decided together that this was going to be a good route to go because we kind of saw a bunch of other YouTubers starting to use YouTube as a method of basically just a digital stage. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I think now I've got over a hundred covers up there and it's, you know, some of them have like more success than others, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, I would, I would strongly encourage, you know, anyone who wants to do that and, and, you know, thinks they have something awesome, um, to share it on YouTube because you never know who's going to see it. You know, Selena Gomez saw mine and passed me on to her parents at the time. And then that was my management and that's how things got started that way. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just an incredible thing. You know, it can be so good for some people, so bad for some people, but if you use it for good, <laughs> then it tends to work. So, you know, well, you know, you're, you're modest cause you're saying some has more success than others, but I mean, your covers tend to have anywhere from like a million to, 24 million views yeah <laughs> so I, sexy, I knew it. And, you, you know, know <laughs> sexy i know modesty such, uh, <laughs> well i i also you know well, another thing i guess you should know about me is that uh i pretty much work with my family so my dad right now is my manager and my brother is my drummer and my that. you know just a bunch of stuff so i'm uh, if I'm not modest or not humble, they aren't doing their job. <laughs> say, and sure they will they probably be the grinding. first to let you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. So, um, but no, you, you know, sexy. I know it, and like all that, all that stuff was just such a. You just never know that's going to happen, and you know, obviously, like if you're a YouTube artist or anyone that is just putting stuff on YouTube, um, you know, you want a viral video. That's that's what you want, no matter what you say. Um, but you know. I just kind of learned from sexy. I know it, that you can't really plan them like that. You know, if you want like a, a true one, um, it, it's just gotta be people liking it. And, and, you know, this, a certain person shares it or like a celebrity shares it or something. That's just kind of how it happens. Yeah. I find that really interesting actually. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what's, what's uh, really good about covers too, is that 
I mean, especially if you're picking popular songs, I mean, they're going to be searched for years to come. Mm-hmm. So it really right. is a, a great way for people to continually, continually uh, find you and discover mm-hmm. you. And then the hope is that then they go into check out your own personal work. I always tell people that, you know, if they're asking advice or something, uh, I always tell them, you know, make sure you've got all your bases covered. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not like the shining example of using every social media tool out there. You know, I have my select few that I like doing more than anything. Um, but I just feel like if you're a band, uh, or, you know, a solo artist or whatever, uh, and this is something you really want to do for a living, um, you don't really have a choice. You, you know, you need to like the live show and all of the groundwork and, you know, just hitting the pavement and like, getting out there, all of that is just as important. Um, and I think that builds a lot of experience, but at the same time, if you're not, if you have no online presence, um, or anything, you know, on YouTube or Facebook or anything like that, then you're really missing a whole chunk of your audience that, you know, for me is probably most of my audience, you know, like they're, that's where they are is online. And then they come to shows and stuff. So I don't know. I just feel like if you're not, you know, really trying to do that, then I don't know. You're kind of you're kind of missing the mark right there, in Absolutely. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can I can definitely agree with that. I think uh, so many artists now they they build the initial kind of audience on online, and then that hopefully transitions into mm-hmm. you know real life. I guess we can we can. Call yeah, it. well, I mean, you know, one example I guess would just be, you know, like I'm always trying to build audiences at live shows and stuff. Um, but one place that has kind of been easier than others is just Europe. Like, you know, I've, I've been doing these covers and, and my own stuff for a while. And for so many years, I was never touring over overseas. And, uh, you know, over time, just fans just build up over there that you had no idea about. Um, and you can run analytics and stuff on YouTube and try to pinpoint where all your fans are, but you really don't know until you're there. And I went to Germany recently and, uh, you know, basically sold out almost every show that I had there. And it was just, yeah, it was complete shock. (laughs) uh, It was, it was awesome. (laughs) Um, but you know, they're all fans from YouTube or Glee or, you know, stuff you just don't see here. Um, and they're also just very, you know, adamant about music still over there. So that's refreshing. Yeah. Well, actually, since, since you brought Glee up, um, I'd be really interested to, to find out a bit more. So in 2015, you landed a feature role in Glee. Yes. So I think you were in, was it 12 episodes or the entire series? It was, it was yeah, a- uh, it was, yeah, I was in 12 of 13 episodes. Yeah. For the season. Cool. So, um, um, so yeah, can you tell us maybe a little bit about the experience and, and what you learned from it that, yeah. um, that you use now uh, as uh, a singer songwriter? I think, so the way it kind of happened, the way it all kind of came to be, um, you know, I was not looking to do any kind of acting or anything like that. And, uh, it just wasn't something that was on my radar. Um, you know, I was very focused on music and touring and stuff. And I was actually on tour at the time. Um, but I got a phone call, um, just from the Glee casting department, which is strange. Um, but (laughs) they called and basically just said, you know, we're having trouble finding this certain, you know, person for this role that we're trying to cast. And, uh, she said, I'm looking for a chubby, shy kid with 
like a really soulful voice and i was just like okay hey <laughs> so uh, um yeah so you know i i sent in like a self-tape audition and um it all just kind of kind of worked out I, I ended up going out to la and and auditioning in person in front of the creator uh ryan murphy and i guess he liked me they told me when i was auditioning for like you know you you stand on a stage and audition in front of like four or five different people all producers and um you know the casting director told me because they were kind of giving me just like a little like what to expect because i'd never done anything like that um and they told me they said it's gonna look like while you're performing for them it's gonna look like they hate you like they're gonna look awful and i was like ah whatever it's not gonna be a big deal and sure enough i was performing and it looked like he just hated me um but next day i get a call and saying i got the part so uh <laughs> was very happy about that but yeah, it was, um, you know, I, I basically had to move from South Carolina to Los Angeles on two days notice and uh, just packed up everything and went out there and uh, lived there for about seven months shooting the show. And the whole time, you're kind of in this like, okay, yeah, cool, like, I, I'm I'm here, you know, because I auditioned and I and I got the part. So like, you know, you're like you're a little bit of you is just like, cool, I deserve to be here. But then the rest of you is like, okay, I've never acted before in my whole life. Um, I have no idea how to do TV. Uh, <laughs> I hope these people are going to be super kind and like teach me stuff on the fly. And it was absolutely that way. They were so so good to me. Um, you know, the crew was amazing. All the cast was amazing. Um, so really it was just a, a fantastic time. And I guess if I ever, if I learned something from it, it was probably just knowing that there are so many different ways now to, to get seen and get your music out there. Because, you know, basically what happened is, you know, I had, I had put out my first album a couple years ago and I went on Glee and, you know, I even got a bump in, you know, likes and, and, and shares and sales from, that album because people see me on Glee and they look you up. So there's so many different avenues that you can take now. Um, and you know, acting was just cool. It was just fun to do. And I, I would love to do it again if it was the right part, but you know, it was kind of that perfect storm of just right timing. Um, and you know, just right people. So yeah, I, I was, I was very happy with it. What's Ryan Murphy nice. like? I think awesome. I, th I think he uh, I, I love American Horror Story huge fan mm -hmm. yeah I think he yeah. does some really good stuff yeah no he's brilliant he's yeah. um you know he's definitely he's a different a different type of guy uh you know he's he's definitely definitely brilliant I mean American Horror Story is great it's really <laughs> sure well, let's talk um, a little bit more about your stuff uh, you have a single out pardon me and your new P EP is coming out soon uh, I'd love for you to yeah. tell us a little bit about that and uh, where everyone can get that. Right. So uh, we literally just released the new single. Um, like you said, it is called Pardon Me. Um, and, you know, that's on iTunes and Google Play and Amazon and everywhere, really. Uh, Spotify and all that stuff. Um, and yeah, right now we're still working on the album. We're still kind of deciding between an EP or an album. It looks like we may have enough songs for an album, but, you know, you just kind of once you're done with all of them, I'm just going to kind of sit back and figure that out. Of course. Um, but yeah, I'm really hoping like end of summer to have that out. Um, if not sooner, but, uh, you know how it goes. It's just, it's 
it's oh, constantly like it has to come first it has to be yeah, it has to be right exactly. are you planning the right. tour of that in the fall oh yeah yeah absolutely i i cannot wait to get back on the road I've where are you been looking to go anywhere <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are here. definitely going we're definitely going um back to europe in september we got some dates in germany i have some in the uk um so super excited about that um but then also just you know all across the u.s is what we're looking for and um you know, we did that last year, so I'm pretty sure that can happen again. Um, it, it, it's just, you know, you go on the road for so long, and then you get tired and burnt out of being on the road, and you're just like, man, there's nowhere else that I'd rather be than home. So you finally get home, and, you know, you're still working because you're recording and writing and all this stuff. And I still do, like, a few dates here and there, um, you know, just to – kind of keep my set fresh and all that stuff. But um, then, boy, you just get, <laughs> you don't realize how much you like being on the road until you're just not on it anymore. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to actually get back out and, and tour some more and, and meet new people and play for some people. So, You know, I, I wonder if it's it's the connecting, though, that you probably crave and that you miss. It's the connecting oh, yeah. with the audience, you know what I mean? Yeah everything else you forget about <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> Until you I mean, get back on you the know, road for like a couple months it's the, like shit. <laughs> yeah it's the connecting and then it's also just you know i don't know i like to travel so mm, uh yeah. yeah not only are you like making new connections with people and sharing your music with people and hoping that they get it but you're also seeing places you've never seen Absolutely. and you, know, you see them for about 30 seconds it feels like <laughs> <laughs> but you know you, you see these places that you're like, oh maybe i'll come back here when i'm not uh, touring <laughs> right, yeah, right, but, right. No, it's definitely cool Noah are you ready for 20 questions yeah sure <laughs> alright let's do this alright here we go coffee or tea coffee meat or veggies uh, meat TV or Netflix Netflix Twitter or Facebook Facebook Ed Sheeran or Sam Smith ooh uh, Sam Smith Okay, I have a Glee question for you. Okay. New Directions or Vocal Adrenaline? <laughs> ah, new Directions. Come on. <laughs> Education <laughs> or experience? Oh, man, that's hard. Uh, experience. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Simon or Garfunkel? Mmm, Simon. Talent or Attitude? Talent. Magic or Music? <laughs> uh, music <laughs> studio or stage mm. that's a tough one isn't it yeah because there's so, uh, such different avenues stage stage <laughs> Lennon or McCartney ooh McCartney Batman or Superman Batman Michael Jackson or on the other side of the spectrum, okay. Michael Bolton. <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Would you rather a comfy bed or The Walking Dead? <laughs> oh uh, man, I love both. Um, let's do The Walking Dead. Why not? Celine Dion. Or Marilyn Manson? Uh, Celine. Whale or kale? 
That one sucks too. <laughs> oh, we know our questions uh, suck. <laughs> I guess Kale. <laughs> Bet Midler or the Riddler? Ooh. Before the Riddler. you answer that, I feel like Bet Midler would be a fan of Glee. I feel like she would watch that. So maybe Bette Midler has watched you. Think about that. Yeah, we'll do (laughs) Bette. And the final question is a question that we are probably going to get rid of after we do 100 episodes and we're we're almost there because it is just too divisive, but it's okay. Ross or Marcio? Oh, that's terrible. Why would you ever do that? Do you want to know what's, what's more terrible than that? Is the fact that Ross has won about like... 80 of 90 so oh man <laughs> so that's oh, why i'm man. a little bit you know not feeling great okay. About myself. okay well now man let's see he's still gonna say ross oh, don't be so sure sometimes i think i'm encouraging the guests to say me i'm like come on and they're like i still pick ross i'm like wow even after i grovel oh my god yeah, maybe that's why and do i be nice or do i just kind of like let it play out the way it's been playing out that's the hard part. <laughs> uh let's let's do I'll do Marcio. Ah, oh, I yeah. got the pity. Thank you, Noah. I need as this. As, you, as long as you know that's the reason, whatever. You don't understand. I need this. I feel like that's worse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so let's get ourselves. Let's get our heads back on. Let's our compose ourselves. Composure. And um, I actually want to move into um, advice section here of our show. And um, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started? I would probably say. What I didn't know uh, was how long it would take you, one, to, and this is kind of a two-part thing, how long it'll take you to, you know, get your first, like, break, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, And then also, as a singer-songwriter, how long it it takes you to be okay with what you're writing. Um, And that sounds kind of like a little too deep but you know i kind of feel like if you're an artist of, of any kind um you know a lot of the stuff you're doing um you're not exactly like happy with but you know it is good because people tell you it's good you know what i mean but it's not exactly where you want it to be so <laughs> um i don't know i think just kind of knowing that if i knew that ahead of time of like and, it, and it's really such an obvious thing because obviously like as soon as you start something, you're not just going to be the best at it and you're not going to be, you know, king at what you're doing. But, um, I wish I, I, I wish I could tell like my younger self, even younger now, um, just be patient, just be super patient. And, you know, we have been, and it's it definitely like, it's a long road to what I want, you know, because I don't want to be a flash in a pan musician. I want to, be doing this for a very long time so i don't know i would i would just say patience is is definitely key um you know because everyone's gonna have their their moment or their time and you just kind of have to work for it and you know not let it slip by either and and maybe to realize opportunities come and go but part of success is grabbing onto that opportunity and going for it, you know, because right. um, and everyone's on a completely different road. Really, is right. Ross and I often preach not to compare yourself to other artists because everyone, yeah, you know, from the outside looks like they're just doing so much better than you, but they might yeah, be looking right back yeah. at you and be like, yeah. "Oh, look what they're doing!" It's like just don't worry. Yeah, that's something. Encourage each other. That's something too. I wish 
another thing I wish I would, I could have known is just that it is not, it is not a competition. Like music is not a competition, songwriting art in general, it's not a competition. And if you have a genuine love for your craft and a love for art, then you should just be thrilled for anyone that's having any kind of success or, you know, that's, that's literally getting what's on their heart heard or, or, you know, seen whatever, but it is definitely not a competition. I think sometimes you have to remind yourself of that even after you've been doing it for a while. Oh, oh, yeah. it happens to the best yeah. of us. We all yeah. get to that yeah, point. Yeah, We're like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a right. minute. <laughs> oh, so you have friends like that remind favorite, you. Yeah. Like, okay. I'll look at my favorite artists, you know, on yeah. Instagram. I'm like, <clears throat> But also, as soon as I I look at them, I'm like, okay, well, they also have like five more years on me, you know, like, yeah, and it's, it's not even a matter of time. Happens. Some yeah. people in, in a year or two get somewhere where, you know, it takes someone 20 years to get. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's just no comparing it. Just keep working hard and keep trying different methods, maybe, but stay true right. to yourself. Right. right. Yeah. You know, I, lo- I love everything you're, you're saying. I love uh, your modesty. I like what you stand for. And I want everyone to go find you online, which shouldn't be hard. Uh, NoahGuthrie.com. <laughs> And on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, it's all only one Noah. That's yeah. the number only one Noah. Consistency is key. Boz <laughs> <Ross> preaches <laughs> yeah. that, doesn't he? Yeah, it makes me happy inside. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy it very much. And as for me, I'm working on my second solo album, and you can be a part of that at marcinovelli.com slash pledge. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, which are all my name, Marcio Novelli. And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work and my blog at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll also find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi. And on Facebook, I am Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton, the rock star advocate, Buck Naked Soap Company, and Social Surge. All links are in the show notes to these wonderful companies. So please do check them out because they keep this show alive. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, you can do so from as little as a dollar per episode. You'll find all the information at patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. And if we haven't thrown enough at you yet, go to follow us online, Bridge the Atlantic. Um, just search us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those fun places. And uh, do make sure uh, you let us know what you think of the shows that we that we put out, particularly this episode, because uh, we're looking to grow and expand and uh, change the show a little bit in a good way. Change obviously usually scares the hell out of people, but in a good way. Improve, improvement maybe is the word to use. And we want your opinions and uh, your suggestions. So let's let's. Uh, uh, let's talk. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I know. I know. Let's I had no idea what to do. Yeah, I had no idea go. what to do there. I was like, okay, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Marcio. <laughs> uh, but yeah, seriously, thanks so much for joining us, uh, Noah. Because yeah, uh, yeah, like when I when I heard your music, I, I I loved your voice was what what captured me first, and then you know I was listening to more of your music, and then I checked out your covers on on YouTube, and yeah, I really love everything you're doing, and awesome. I love the message you said, you know about being thrilled for other people's success. I hope, you know, if, if people take one thing away from, from this interview, I, I really want them to take that away, you know, yeah. be happy for other people. Don't compare yourself to what other people are doing. And, you know, cause I think that's that, you know, we've all got to do that. Right. Absolutely. Well guys, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 